And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we are back. Thank you so much, listeners, for joining us for yet another episode of the Startup Hustle podcast. I have to tell you that today's episode of Startup Hustle is sponsored by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably, and helping us bring some awesome, awesome Startup Hustle programming to all of our favorite listeners. We love Fullscale. So today we have... I'm really, really looking forward to this episode. Today we have with us Jamie Chambron, and she is uh, just an amazing business leader, a business brain. Um, she is she is the founder and chief coach of Career Agility System, and she is an expert in helping people activate as employees, new team members in their first 90 days of work. And in that time is so crucial. And so I'm really, really looking forward to hearing some of Jamie's insights on that topic. But Jamie, thank you so much for being with us here today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, so, so let's go ahead and just jump right into it. Um, the first question is going to be my, my softball question. Uh, but if you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us, uh, tell us about what you do. Yeah. Yeah. So I've um, been in and out of companies and starting businesses over 20 plus years in my career. And um, it's over the last few years with uh, the number of career moves and changes I've made personally, I started to get into career coaching. And as I've worked with a number of clients, be it wanting to transition, all of a sudden having to transition, uh, I started to develop an approach and methodology, leveraging the business tools I use to build a business to really help individuals build their business career, if you will. So I look at careers as a business in and of itself. And I've just built a process and methodology of how to help people get to their next place in their career and make an impact. So, so this is like a proprietary system that you've come up with to get to get max results, and you've seen this kind of play out time and time again for max efficacy. Can you can you tell us a little bit about it? Like, you don't have to give away the farm, but if you wanted to just kind of talk us through maybe some of the steps or some of the insights that you've learned. Yeah. So a lot of it is helping individuals kind of hone in on who they are and what they love to do and what they're passionate about. And the first step before you even make a great first 90 day impression is making sure you're going to the right place. And so um, part of my process is really helping an individual assess the opportunities in front of them and what's the right one that they should go forward with and how to get it and then how to make an impact. And so it's just time and time again, it's kind of what I call the art and science of selling yourself um, and ways to think about the tools you need, the approaches you need, how to build relationships, um, how to make an impact in those first 90 days. Um, and you've got to both do the science around the to-dos and the activities and the, the pattern matching, but then there's an art to how you present yourself to and what you're able, you're capable of doing. 
Sure. Well, so, so one of the things that I have always heard, and I, I feel like at this point, it's kind of some antiquated advi- advice. So, so disclose, like full disclosure and disclaimer, I am not suggesting this, but one of the things that I used to hear um, when I was starting a new job is that when you, when you came in, you had to make a strong impression. And so you had to kind of come in and, you know, whether that was, you, you know, knocking heads or, you know, just being like really, um, that was one of the things that you had to do within your first, like your first day, your first couple of days, really. Um, have you, have you heard that before? I have. Um, and I think it's not so much like knocking heads, but like having a clear point of view of what you're going to do and how you're going to make an impact and to yeah. be willing to go beyond above and beyond like what your job description is. Okay. Well, see, I, I like that framing. Like I had always heard it framed as like, you have to come in with a strong presence and you have to make your presence felt and you have to immediately start making changes. And, and I was just like, eh, that's not, that's not really my approach personally. Um, so what I really like about your system is that you are taking someone's very unique um, skills and traits and you're finding a way to translate that into efficacy. Like that's, that is Absolutely. super cool. Absolutely. So, so you mentioned that, you know, you had been a career coach for, for years. Um, is that where you kind of, is that what that experience and those observations kind of what informed the system that you then created? Yeah, it's both my own kind of experience I've had in starting new roles or navigating organizations through my personal career pre-coaching. And then, yeah, as I've been coaching and observing and seeing um, what works and also collaborating with even just peers of mine on things, especially women where we, you know, forget to promote what we're doing and capture the successes big and small, like those little things we forget to do. And then you get kind of left behind. And so it's like, you need to put a system in place when you start of tracking what you're working on, the strategic items you're focused on and making sure you're aligned with your leadership team. I'm like, this is what I'm focused on. Am I aligned to like where you're going and how do I help my leader? How do I help my boss be successful? Yeah. So having tools in place to quickly get up and running and be aligned and make an impact of moving the whole ship forward and where the organization is trying to go. That's, that's awesome. And I I love how you're, you're taking measurable success and you're, you're imposing it, not just on the individual, but how that correlates and kind of mixes into, to the organization as a whole. That's really cool. So, so let's talk a little bit more about measurable success. Um, I mean, there, I feel like there's a lot that would be very like position specific, person specific, like there's so many factors that go into measurable success in the first 90 days. But let's take the the 10,000 foot view. When you are working with a client or when someone is using your system, what does success look like at the end of that 90 day period? Yeah. So in my mind, like the big macro, let's even take it up to 30,000 feet. And most people going into a job, the job is about helping the organization make money save costs, reduce risks. I mean, it's like the basics. And so if you can at least track, like in your first 90 days, well, I may not show a a, a huge change in revenue generated or cost savings. Like what are the two or three big things I'm working on that's going to move the needle in one of those areas. Um, And if you're in a nonprofit, there's still, it's like, what, how are you serving your mission? So it's back to tying and figuring out 
were you individually, be it you're an individual contributor or you're somewhere in a leadership position, how do you fit into the mission and vision and what do you, what levers are you focused on making an impact? Like I'm always a big believer, like when you come in, be it the first 90 days or the first like nine years, how do you make the house better than where you came in? Like leave it at a better place. Okay. So, so one of the questions that I have for you though, I, I feel like culture is a big piece of, of probably of what you do. Um, and I, but I also feel like maybe one of the, the struggles is like, how do you bring someone into a new organization who understands the culture um, before you start kind of setting those key measures of success? So how do you balance the kind of wait, watch, learn aspect versus the, okay, we have to get in and we have to start making an impact and proving value? Like, is, is that a, t a tricky thing to balance? No, that's a good point. Um, I mean, there's definitely things like don't get into debates with people, maybe a level or two above you, like observe, like know kind of the lay of the land, like who's your peers, who you'll cl directly collaborate with and, you know, have an intelligent conversation, but then know issues and topics that maybe you just and kind of to your point, watch and listen and, and observe before yeah. having a point of view. I think you'll in your role and your kind of what you directly influence, you'll have a point of view and start making an impact there. But where you don't have influence or really understand the situation, you do need to kind of sit back and watch and just kind of learn and listen and build relationships. I mean, that's a big, in any person's journey, relationship building is going to be key, um, no matter where you sit in an organization. And so just like understanding the players and like, who's the executive sponsor and who do you have to influence and then building those relationships for even like make it make an impact yeah. some of them will want to know your point of view you know what's your what you're thinking you're from or like what you think from experience that you're going to bring to the table because they hired you for your experience or like sure. skill sets that you have yeah, no, that, that's that's a really good point. And I think sometimes I think sometimes that point is lost. Like when we talk about people through the like the job interview process, I think there's a lot of focus placed on how much value the organization can bring to you. Like, oh, we're gonna pay you, we're gonna give you benefits, we're gonna do this, 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 and this for you. And it, you know, positively, potentially positively impact your life. But I think right. that sometimes we don't put enough emphasis on how much value that individual can bring. Like we, this is an opportunity to introduce something new to our cultural culture, new, new ideas, new perspectives. And so, so I really like that you're, you're kind of bringing that home. Like, don't forget, you know, we, we have the system to kind of help you determine what value you bring. Don't forget to bring it. Right. Um, so, so I, I really, really like that. Yeah. Um, very cool. <laughs> so, so let's talk. I, I, I'm, I hope I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot here, and I hope oh. you don't get uncomfortable. But I want to talk a little bit about you. Um, so, I really kind of want to talk a little bit about your your leadership journey. Um, you know, we kind of glossed over the fact that you have all of this experience and you have all of this value to offer people who are starting at new organizations. So, how did you? Let's dive a little bit deeper. How did you get into what you're doing, and why? Why do you feel it's important? Yeah, so I'd say early in my career, I knew I didn't want to stay in the individual role I was in, and I was really vocal 
on telling who I worked with and for what I wanted to do and continued to, you know, champion myself for harder jobs, harder positions in uh, the organization I was with. And I just learned early on that you have to kind of sell yourself and be your own proponent of where you want to go. And you control your destiny in your career nowadays. There's no more while companies may have career ladders and career progressions, there's no ladder anymore in the journey. It's kind of like choose your own adventure and make your own decisions. Um, and actually a colleague of mine um, who is also a coach sent me a few months ago, his book on self-coaching. And so the thinking of you, you not only have to manage your own career, you have to coach yourself too, to yeah. navigate getting to that next place. And so I constantly kept looking for like, what could I do not having to go back to school? Cause I was adamant to not go get my MBA. Um, what do I need to do just to have the experiences to grow myself, be it managing people, being it managing a PL, be it creating a strategy. Um, and I just started to get opportunities to grow myself. I would find opportunities where I really admired the leaders I'd work with because I always think they are the ones that's going to grow me or the people I'm around um, yeah. to then get to like the next place. And when I'd get either stuck or no longer learning, I go find the next opportunity. Um, and I just kind of, since I navigated and, and looked at different roles over time, I just kind of have my own approach to you know, what does it look like to get a new opportunity? What does it look like for the first 90 days? What are the things I need to do to plant seeds and start to be successful? Um, and started to realize that, you know, other people need this guidance and expertise. And especially right now, because there's so many people who haven't had to go through a transition in many years. Yeah. So you said, you said something really, really interesting in there and you kind of, you kind of like, passed over it really quickly, but you started talking about coaching yourself. Um, and, and so what does, I'm going to ask you to get specific. What does that mean to you? So to me, it means, can you really take a step back and out of your day to day and reflect on how you behave and how you function to figure out ways that, or things that might be holding you back from making progress. Is it, do you procrastinate? Is it, you're not willing to have those difficult conversations you need to have? Do you hate conflict? And so it's the ability for someone to take a step back and look at themselves, like self-diagnose and say, you know, that's a bad behavior. What do I need to do to change that? And like you personally, doing that reflection and coming up with the, the action items. Not saying a coach or someone can help you do that as well, but you're your own and best coach. And if you can get into a habit of reflection, at least, and thinking about, you know, why didn't I get that promotion? Why was I looked over? Or why did that job end so suddenly? Um, if you could just build some of those personal skills to reflect on your own and come up with like, well, how do I change my behavior? Because um, I'm a big believer of what got you here won't get you there. Um, and you've got to take a step back from time to time to figure out how you're going to either get back on track or, you know, realize maybe that isn't where you're supposed to go next um, and change courses. Yeah. So, so that, that's really interesting to me because I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like you need to be able to kind of take an impassive, impartial look at yourself to determine like, okay, here, here, here basically boils down. This is what I'm good at. This is what I'm not good at. And what I'm not good at is an opportunity. 
Mm -hmm. um, and so, so I find that interesting. In your experience, do you find that people are self-aware enough to be able to, to do that? It depends on how mature the individual is, I think, and where they are in their career. Some people definitely, because they're super um, just in tune with like the why behind how they got to where they are um, and yeah. how they got there, where a lot of people just kind of, it was, it was luck and circumstance and really don't understand how they tick to get to where they are. Yeah. Well, and so, so often that that's where a coach comes in. Like a coach is that person who can hold you accountable and who can ask you the questions to make, help you realize. I think the best coaches are not the ones who tell you how you are, but they help you come to the realization of, oh, this is how I am. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so I find this interesting and, and, and I guess I, I kind of want to delve again into your tool. Like, I feel like you're, you're helping people do that. Um, you know, hey, this is these are my strengths, and this is where my focus should lie in that first ninety days. But then here are also, if this is a strength, this is not a strength. What can I do to shore up these skills? Is that yep. accurate? Yeah, I do have. Um, I recommend a few tools like Strength Finders. Um, yeah. I've been on the market for so long, a lot of people haven't done or haven't done in a long time and your strengths do change depending on your circumstances and how you've navigated your career. Sure. So I often start with just like, let's take a few basic assessments and understand where you really naturally gravitate to make sure your job and what you do is positioned to do the things you naturally gravitate to and then figure out where you don't naturally gravitate or what's on the bottom of like, I think there's 34 strengths. Like how do you either, um, improve them or figure out like, do you really need those, are those really strengths you need to do what you do today? Or how do you navigate or lean on other people to do those kinds of things? Especially if you're a leader or a team manager, how do you make sure people compliment what you do? You don't have to be great at everything, but yeah. lean into your strengths, right? Lean into what you're really good at, sharpen those skills um, and let other people help with where you're weak. Yeah. Oh, I love that, that collaborative approach. Mm -hmm. um, well, very cool. So, so there, just for our listeners, you know, there, if you have not gone down the self-assessment highway, which is a, a very big, very, you know, convoluted highway, um, you know, so, so you said strengths finder, which I, I've taken the strengths finder. I like it. Um, I've heard of culture index. There's the agility index that I actually took that one. And I thought that was super cool. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, I think it's, new-ish? I don't know. Um, but what are some other self-assessment tools that people might be able to to look to to kind of help figure some of this stuff out? Yes. I think the the newer one or that's been talked about a lot is Enneagrams. So the whole yeah. <laughs> piece. Um, so that's a newer one. Not saying it's very scientific, but at least gives you insights into your personality. Um, I'd also say, you know, your Myers-Briggs is like Sure. Been there a long time and just kind of consistent. One I've used with teams before is disc profiling. So knowing like, are you a driver? Are you social? You know, those are, Wait, the what are which one are, which are you on the disc? So I'm a, and I found one other colleague like this so far in my career. I'm a chameleon. I'm, I'm equal. Okay. So, so I am almost equal, but on the, on the disc um, graph, my D is like way down here. And then I go way up to I, and then my S and my C are 
almost equal. Like I'm a little bit more of an I, but S and C are pretty, pretty even keeled with that. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. When you were talking about not liking conflict, I'm just like, yeah, mm -hmm, right here. Um, interesting. Okay. So, so you're very flexible, behaviorally flexible, I guess. Yes. yes. Um, that must be fun. Good for you. <laughs> well, so, so cool. So, so you, I love the fact that you help people first come to an awareness of who they are, but then you're able to kind of give them an understanding of, okay, now that you're armed with this information, this is what you do with it. And this is how you put it into practice, right? That is, that's amazing. Um, really quickly, do you just want to, to mention how much, how very, very much we love fullscale.io. Uh, today's episode of Startup Hustle, of course, is sponsored by Fullscale. And Fullscale, if you are looking to build a software team quickly and affordably, Fullscale is the way to do it. Um, and I have to tell you, I work with the Fullscale team all the time. They are fast. They are responsive. They are amazing. I, I love working with them, um, particularly love working with them on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> but just wanted to mention that really quickly. So, so let's... Let's talk a little bit more about what success looks like. Um, so, so I have started a new job 90 days in. I've gone through your, I've gone through the, the program or the system. Um, how do I feel at the end of that 90 day period? Like what, what's the hope? So the hope is you've made some relationships, you've made some progress, but part of the system is also giving you tools and ways to plan out the next 180 days, the next year, the next three years. And so part of what I work with people on is both the short and the long range game, both with where they are currently in the role that they just took on yeah. and figure out what they personally, like what are their personal objectives for not just themselves, but how does that weave into their job and their company? Because um, I try to look holistically at an individual making progress for a company, but really they're making progress for themselves as well. And so I go through the whole OKR objective key results kind of approach where I have my individuals that I coach think about what what the objectives are holistically, like what's two to three in your company and what's one or two you personally are trying to work on and map out how you, what does, what does it look like five years from now? And then getting back into what does the next year look like? What does the next 90 days look like? What's the next two weeks look like? Um, so that they're, they're holding themselves accountable to getting to their goals, be no matter how high the bar is. Um, is putting in the accountability system so that when I go away or if we just start to do more like in maintenance mode check-ins once a month or once a quarter, that they're still making progress or they're coming and asking me for help and questions, but they have a plan. And that's the biggest yeah. thing. It's like you need to think about what the strat overarching strategy is and what's your plan to get there. Sure. So 
so just kind of thinking about like some of those key results and i'm sure that part of the process is kind of helping people determine what those might be um but we we love kpis and metrics around here so you know for instance if you're a salesperson like did i did i meet my personal sales goals um month over month during that 90-day period did how long did it take me to get onboarded to that process and actually hit the sales floor you know if you were in hr like do your team sat scores satisfaction satisfaction scores rise um, during that 90 day period. Like these are the kinds of metrics that we're asking folks to hone in on, right? Yep. How much content did you produce, right? If yeah. you're a writer or marketing, um, how many leads did you generate? So, so those are the things that you can then, you know, show and demonstrate to your leadership team. Hey, I already did this for the organization. I've already made yeah. an impact. And do you recommend working with your leadership team as well? Like, I mean, clearly they're working with you, like the individual. I'd say direct manager and or peers. Um, and even in, if you're managing a team, your direct reports on aligning because your direct reports coming into a new leadership role should be helping you make the impact you were hired to do. So they should be helping you be successful. Awesome. And, and what advice do you have for holding, you know, team managing teams and, you know, kind of those higher ups accountable to the process? What's your, what, what guidance do you give there? Yeah. So I think that it's always alignment. So back to kind of key objectives and key results, like where do you fit into the bigger equation, understanding what the bigger picture is and how does what you do in your function really translate to getting to those big corporate outcomes. And then being able to cascade down to the individual contributor, how they fit in the big picture and making sure you can distill it in a way that you know what you do day in and day out helps us achieve you know, customer satisfaction or helps us get to those business goals that we have. Um, because I think a lot of people don't understand where they, where they fit in the bigger picture. Yeah. That is awesome because I, I think that you're absolutely right. I think that people often get kind of sucked into the minutia of, of whatever they are charged with, whatever their their task or their their job is, and it's it's really more impactful to be able to look at that whole cohesive picture because that that's where innovation and disruption happens when you're able to kind of see the big picture and plug in the holes there rather than just like spinning your wheels in the day-to-day -day. is that i mean was you i'm just talking so yeah, well, no and i think if you can always reflect on are we making are we like are we making a difference are we yeah. growing the business are we saving the cost we're supposed to send are we on time are we on budget like what what are the key things and to reinforce the language, reinforce those goals so that no one like moves their eye off the ball of what we're all collectively trying to do. Because if you can get to help inspire people that this is like the bigger vision, you're going to unlock potential and unlock people with ideas and wanting to get more involved. And then that's back to like going beyond your job description and saying, you know, I know the company also needs to do X, Y, and Z. How can I help? Yeah. Well, that's amazing. And I mean, what, one of the things or one of the components of that, like if you, if you are more fulfilled in, in what you are doing in your day to day and you understand how you fit in the grand scheme of things, then you are better able to empower others to be more fulfilled yes. and to do the same. Yes. Um, so, so really you're, you're talking about developing a team, yes. um, a, a strong team, which I think any any of our listeners know we all know the importance like of the people that you surround yourself with because if you're not in it together then 
you're just so much more likely to fail. Yep. Um, so, so I think that kind of taking that holistic lens at things is really, it's crucial. It, it has to be. Um, so that, that's really cool. <laughs> yep. I think the other important thing too, especially if you're in a leadership role is removing the barriers and the roadblocks. and keeping people positive. I mean, I know this last year was tough for a lot of businesses. And so as a leader, you have to help navigate that. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, you know, you were talking about strengths finder and I I think one of my top strengths is uh, positivity and I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. I can see that. Yay. Um, (laughs) But yeah, even just knowing that that's kind of a tool in my arsenal has been hugely helpful because it helps me determine my role and it helps me figure out what I need to be doing. Um, So, and that, and that's the foundational base for what you're doing. So thank you for doing that work. That's amazing. Um, so we'll so now I'm going to turn it back around on you. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. Here it comes. Um, so what, what's the plan? What's the plan for Jamie? <laughs> to retire early? No. Okay. Um, hey, that is a totally valid answer. I will take it. <laughs> so I am working on aspects of what I've been doing to bring in a team. Yeah. Uh, to, to train up some other people so that I don't have to run it 24 seven. So, um, cause I've been systemizing part of, part of this, um, to give myself more time with family and friends and working on other things. Um, I'd love to, at some point, get this even more system systematized into an app so that mm-hmm. it's again, kind of like, kind of like, I kind of look at it like, um, is it Nom or Gnome? The the apps are out there to help change your behavior for like yeah. weight loss and diet. So looking oh, at that, Noom. like an app. Is that what it is? Noom, yeah. yes. So something like that for careers is to help change your behaviors and insights on, you know, what, what we can do differently. Um, mm-hmm. And I've had talks with another old college friend of mine is also a coach now too. And we've talked about how is AI going to disrupt this? And is there something we could do there now um, from the aspect of, of career coaching? I just love for people to know what I do and trying to take what I do to a upscale so that I can yeah. impact more people. Well, when, when you are ready, and I, and I say, I say when, not if, but when you are ready to start developing that app, I don't know if you heard, but full scale could help you do that. Just throwing that out there. (laughs) Well, well, that is, that is really cool. And I, and I love, because we, we know that you're having great impact as a coach on a, you know, one-on-one basis. And it's, it's kind of reach one, teach one. Um, that's, that's really cool. But the fact that you are thinking about long-term, long range, greater, deeper impact, um, that's really neat. Um, so, so what do you think, I'm going to ask you kind of an awkward question. Here it comes. Um, but what do you think it is in you that, that makes you so uniquely qualified and so makes you want to help people in this way? I think I've pivoted a lot in terms of roles and companies I've worked for. So I think I've just got a lot of experience in having done this myself. Um, But I've always had an interest in helping others and giving back in people's kind of career progressions and that 
you don't have to think about things traditionally. And it's a wide gamut of people who, and I'm easy to work with. Like, I think a lot of the people that I have as clients, I guess partly also like my approach to working with people is like, I'm pretty easygoing. I'm listening. Yeah. Um, I love to listen and just kind of hear and give feedback. Um, but I've got all walks of life. I have someone that's, you know, getting ready for the second walk, probably in their late fifties, that is completely going to go take on a new career. I have people just coming out of college and then those kind of mid-career that are just trying to like get started in their next role. So um, it's kind of fun to see the different walks of life and how they each have similar needs, no matter like where you, how you grew up and how you navigated your career. Um, and I just like seeing other people grow and, and get to where they want to be next. Yeah. So, so how would you, 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 you raised an interesting point in that you, you have a lot of experience with a lot of different kinds of people. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you might approach some folks different, like say that you're talking to somebody who's just starting out in their career versus somebody who's worked in the same job maybe for 20 years. And then all of a sudden, you know, pandemic hits and they get laid off and they have to start a new position. Like what does that, that process look like internally for Jamie as you like try to figure out how do I best reach this person? Yeah. So I'd say for someone who's younger getting into maybe their first job out of college is to remind them and educate them on, it's not just about you, it's about like what your purpose is in the organization and to stay in lockstep with whoever their manager is and what they need to do to help them be successful. Um, learning how to be kind of a servant to the organization. Um, you know, if you're going into a job paycheck to paycheck or however you look at it, I think for people who are much more established in their career and are all of a sudden making a, a pivot, it's what I find most people don't have a, a good grasp of is like, what were the outcomes that they really drove for who they used to work for? Yeah. Um, and then that's part of my process in the first 90 days is setting up a system to, to track your outcomes because you a few years later realize you're looking for your next opportunity and you forgot to measure your success and so trying right. to like did you save that or like you did x project but what was the outcome at the end of the day or you led a new initiative did it what did it what value did it have at the end of the day because i think a lot of people it's back to like how you present yourself and sell yourself you talk about like the what you do not the the value you provide yeah, and I, I think that that's a really important reframing for for so many of us, because um, I mean, I think we, in general, people kind of have like they they know when they're being successful, you know, like oh okay, this this feels good, this feels right, like I'm getting the kudos from my boss. But um, one of the things that I think you you definitely bring to the table, and I, I I'm sure you bring home for your clients is like. Yes, you know, the, those feelings and that intuition that things are going great is fantastic. But really, like, I want to drill down into hard data and I want to be able to to prove empirically that, you know, what I am doing for this organization has value. Um, and that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> so so tell me this. Um, I, I have. I have a deep curiosity about people, people who coach. Because I just, I, I feel that people who coach, like you have a heart 
for for helping people like you have to but then you also have to like figure out ways to monetize the business and find new clients and i i want to actually ask you a little bit about that like what has that experience been like for you building this business around something that you clearly passionately believe yeah so i this when i first started all my leads came from linkedin so the whole okay. profile capability um i didn't have it maximized at that point in time but like when i first started to do this my leads came from linkedin at this point um on there's a whole bunch of coaching platforms now um platform because um and especially going into 2021 the thought of people needing help from a um mindfulness perspective um mental health um you've seen like late last year a lot more coaching platforms have come up Mm -hmm. I've already been on, on some, I mean, even Upworks, people ask for coaching help and guidance. So, um, I've leveraged a lot of freelance sites and, and whatnot, but I actually recently, um, and this is an exciting partnership, uh, joined an organization that's focused on coaching CTOs. So people who, um, you know, programmer, developer beginnings, and all of a sudden as a CTO because of the way a startup got bought or evolved. Yeah. Um, so helping those individuals really grow their leadership and strategic capabilities to complement what they know to be a successful C-suite leader um, coming from the tech background. So helping them like talk the business language and not getting stuck in the tech talk. Sure. And we're not gonna understand them in the C-suite talking about. So um, I think I've been fortunate in building some key partnerships as well to help bring in new coaching clients. That's awesome. How does that feel? It feels great. Yes, okay. And I loved it earlier this year when just people started finding me on LinkedIn. Yeah. That was That was great too. I cannot tell you how many people I talk to who use LinkedIn as just a really, really effective sales funnel. Like, and I, I don't personally, that's not really how my business works, but I just, I think, I think that's so cool. Like, here's what you think of like a social, I mean, I know it's a business social platform, but it's fundamentally, it's a social platform. And then, you know, being able to turn it into such a huge revenue opportunity, like the people who can do that and do that well and leverage that opportunity, like kudos not an easy thing to do um but uh clearly you have done it that is that is awesome so we're we're kind of coming up on the end of time and i have i have the human question for you that's the thing that i do I, I warned you it was coming i didn't tell you what it was going to be though and i actually i don't think this one is like it, it's not too silly it's not too ridiculous but i i'm really curious um what are you reading right now so I'm actually in the middle. Um, I list. I do audio books. Okay, um, fair. In the middle of listening to Rotopia. So um, I've been in tech my whole career, pre-coaching, um, and I'd always heard about this book of just the, um, not to talk about diversity and inclusion, but like how tech really was about. And, the culture was all about the nerds back in the 80s and really wasn't inclusive or friendly to, to women. Um, I'm just, I'm not full through the book quite all of it yet, but um, it just reminds me of, you know, my college years and starting out in the tech internet boom in California um, and just having to stick through it and yeah. being part of the, one of the bros. 
So, so as a, a woman who also has, has worked in tech for years and years and years, it's not always the most hospitable environment. So I'm going to give you a fist bump right there. That's it. That's your fist. It's bump. much better now. It's, it's, oh, it's yeah, much definitely. better now. <laughs> I mean, definitely. So still work to do, but can definitely see like that growth. Um, so that that's great. Um, okay. Well, so, so I cannot, this has been really fun for me. I, I I've picked up like a lot of insights and I'm like, I kind of want to go out and start a new job right now just so that I can put some of these things into place. Um, but thank you. Thank you, Jamie. Thanks so much for being with us here today. It's been a really, really fun 40 minutes catching up with your wisdom. Great. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. And it wouldn't be a startup hustle episode if we did not take one more opportunity to thank our episode sponsor. Uh, startup hustle is sponsored by fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. And I don't know if I can express or if I have expressed enough how much we love full scale. It's a lot. Um, Thank you so much for, for joining us. We are so glad to have you here to listen to the Startup Hustle podcast. Keep an eye out for Startup Hustle TV, and we will catch you on the flip side. Thanks for watching. Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. Castle.